We are in a series, and if this is your first time, we're in a series uh, called The Beatitudes, and we, we are running through um, the Beatitudes uh, that Jesus mentions um, just before he started probably his most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. And it's his introduction to, to the sermon. And uh, if you want to know what is important for someone in his sermon, it's his introduction. That's why desserts is so important to me because that was my introduction. Anyway, but for Jesus, it was this. It was the Beatitudes. And tonight we are uh, focusing only on one over the last two weeks. We, we, we already focused on six Beatitudes. We did three each sermon. And, and technically, well, you can preach on every, it's, it's so loaded, you can preach on anyone, any day, any time. Uh, as, as a singular message, um, you can probably whack out a sermon of, of an hour long. That's how weighted these Beatitudes are. And tonight, uh, we are looking at blessed are the peacemakers. And Matthew 5, 9 says the following, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Now that is weighted. It's a weighted verse in itself already. So we have to start with the word blessed. And just a reminder on that word. This is not just a word. When Jesus speaks here and he says, blessed are the peacemakers. It's not just happy. That, that word, there's so much more. It's, it's the Greek word makarios, meaning um, blessed. It's, it's, it's internal joy. It's overflowing joy. You can't contain it. It's so much, you can't contain it. And, and the English tran translation doesn't do it any justice. So it's, it's a word that means uh, you, you experience internal joy, not happiness. Happiness and joy, and we did a series about it when we, when we went through Philippians. Happiness and joy is not the same thing. Happiness is your circumstances or things that happen to you. I am happy because it didn't rain this afternoon and I could mow the lawn. I'm happy. It's, it's what happens. It's the, from the Latin word, word hap. So I'm happy. It's circumstances. The wind wasn't too bad. Well, it was bad today. So it, I'm happy or I'm sad because of certain circumstances and, and things that happen. But joy comes from within. It's different. It's different. And to be blessed, this word here means makarios, meaning to, to experience an internal joy. You can't really contain it or explain it. But it doesn't come from the outside in. It comes from the inside out. And Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers. Interesting enough, uh, interesting in, in, in this word, in this beatitude, we've already done six beatitudes. Uh, and at this point, while Jesus is, is saying this beatitude, just like we, we are reading it, I guess for these people that's listening and leaning into, they, they probably uh, are at a moment where they, they have an extra lean into. Why? Because he already named six Beatitudes and, and within their culture and within the Jewish culture, number seven is quite significant. What is he about to say? 
And I guess for them, as he works through the Beatitudes, he, he comes by number seven. And, and I think there's an extra lean into, hey, this is important because the, the number seven means perfect, complete. Uh, perfect, complete. They, they would have leaned in and, hey, I, I want to know what's seven. I want to know what's seven. And he says, blessed, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. Again, a weighted word. Because it's just not peace for the sake of peace. That's not the word that he's using here. Jesus is using the word. And as a Jewish rabbi, he would have thought of peace in terms of the word shalom. Which, which is, is so much more. Blessed are those who, who make shalom. Blessed are the peacemakers. It's not just um, for the sake of peace. It's not just where, when there's war, we want peace. It's, it's not that type of peace that Jesus is speaking of. He's, he's saying blessed are those who make shalom. Meaning, here's the, here's the definition for shalom. It means Wholeness, completeness, fulfillment, inner rest, living without deficiency or lack. It's, it's so much more. It's not just breaking up a fight. Jesus is not saying to us tonight through his scripture, blessed are you when you break up a fight. It's so much more. He says, blessed are those who make shalom, meaning who, 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 who has wholeness and completeness, fulfillment, inner rest. If, if you're here tonight and you have, you have that inner rest, but also living with, without any lack, blessed are those. It, it, it brings us to a question, how do we experience this? Because it's not just peace for the sake of peace. How do we experience our wholeness as Christians? And these Beatitudes is, is, is sort of hard to take into, you, but, but, but it's necessary for us as Christians. If you think about the, the previous six Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, meek, hunger and thirst for righteousness, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart. It's not easy to live that kind of life. It's almost as if Jesus is taking the, the hammer and the nail and he's, he's nailing it in. And, and it's so profound and actually so painful for us to take into that it's that sort of pain that's necessary and we enjoy the hurt that we are experiencing. Have you experienced that, that pain? That uh, I'm not sure how to um, explain it the best way, so I'm just going to give my my African way. Okay, you know when you have a, a grow in hair, right somewhere here on your knee, or and, and it's itching and it's sore, but it's a nice sore. Have you ever? Is it just me that's weird like that? It's it's like. Ouch, but I like it. Okay, it's just me. It's that, it's, it's that moment. Look at Liam. He can't believe what I've just said. It's that stop it, I like it moment. It's, ah, oh, go on, please. It's almost how the Beatitudes are. It's so tough to listen to. 
but it's, it's nice. It's necessary. It's hitting the nail on the head every time. And, and it's a way of living that we need to hear and constantly repeat to ourselves, ah, oh, I need to die to myself again. <laughs> and, and, and suddenly the ego goes and, no, no, come back to what Jesus said, how we ought to live, die to oneself again. And it's almost, it's painful, but necessary. It's, it's, it's the pain that, that we can endure actually as Christians. And he says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. I want to state the following. We are never more like God, church. We are never more like God than when we take the wholeness and completeness, the shalom of God we have into a world that desperately needs it. There's a world out there that need to experience shalom. There's a world, and I'm not sure if you know what the most, most popular word is currently or, or probably over the, the last year is the word, the world has gone crazy. Crazy is the, is the word for the world at the moment. They, they, they are going bonkers. They, they are going crazy. They don't, they don't know anymore. And I guess a world, and we live in a world that's in desperate need of the shalom of God, a wholeness, a completeness, a, a, a living without deficiency or lack, fulfillment, inner rest, because they are chasing something that they'll never get until they experience the peace of God and find that inner rest rest. Here's the question. Before we can take it into the world, how do I experience it myself? How do I, blessed are the peacemakers. Now, I'm not sure if I really experience peace at the moment. I'm not sure. I, I experience peace in the sense of this peace between me and my husband or, or me and my partner or me at, and my boss or but I'm not sure in my own life, deep down in my soul, I'm experiencing this kind of peace, a wholeness, a completeness, an inner rest. Brings us to that question, how? How do we do it? And, and, and it takes time and it takes practice and, and it takes time in God's word to actually experience it more. But, but there's some practical ways as for us as, as Christians and believers and followers of Christ to experience that. Even though if the, when the world is going crazy and nuts, we can still experience it. But how? First off, we experience the shalom, this peace, when we experience peace in our hearts. In our hearts. And that is easier said than done. Brings us again to a sub-question, but how? So it's, it's easy to say we experience that in our hearts. How? How? First off, we need to experience peace with our God. We need to experience that peace that he has given us 
And we have to understand what he has done so that we can experience that peace. And we read it. And I'm going to let the scripture just minister to you tonight. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. It says, Romans 5, 1 to 2. It says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith. Made right meaning forgiven. Since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully uh, look forward to sharing God's glory. How do I experience peace with our God? It's when we fully understand what He has done for us through our faith. What do you mean, Zalvin? You have to believe what He has done for you. What has He done for us? He has given His body a living sacrifice. He's been nailed to a tree on Golgotha, and He's paid for our sins, and He has set us free, and He has made a way for us so that we can experience eternal life church that is what he has done for us and when we when we take fully hold of that by faith we experience a shalom peace in our hearts with our god he's paid it all he's paid it all we experience peace with god how do we experience peace in our hearts by experiencing peace with god secondly by experience peace within ourselves within ourselves. And sometimes it's raging in us and we're not sure how to go forward with, with this rage in our lives and how can we experience this peace? By experiencing peace within ourselves. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer, and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. There's an instruction here, and there's 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 a there's an order to the instruction here. And then he says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How do I experience peace in myself? By prayer. By prayer. And it's not just, God, help me. It's not just a prayer and normal prayer. Paul writes and he says, by prayer and petition. Meaning we, we have been given the authority to go to Christ who's the highest authority and, and, and write down our petition and give him our petition. So I had to look up the word petition because coming from Africa, I only know one sort of petition. It's when they rock up in the streets and they go mad because they're angry about wages and whatever. But one of the... the, the um, Descriptions of petition is to present your case 
to a higher authority in in writing. Meaning we, we can go and we have the authority to go to the highest authority. So we can pray, Lord, forgive us. Lord, but then we also can, can present a request to him. How, how do you pray, church? Is it, is, it, is it only God help us, protect us, guide us? Or are you writing it down? Is there a petition in your heart? I want to, uh, in, in my prayer life, and if I can share some of my, my, my prayer strategies tonight, um, one of the things that, that I make very sure when I pray is to be very specific. And, and I know God already knows what you need. But do you know what you need? And are you specific? I see a God in our Bible who's pretty specific, church. God didn't, he did not go to Noah and just went, build an ark. No, he didn't. What did he do? He gave him the specific measurements of the ark. He, he went all out. He, he was specific in what he said to God. Now, I don't say that you have to be specific in everything. But we, we, ought, we ought to be specific in, in our requests. God, I need breakthrough. In what? Church? In what area of your life? Where? And I'm not sure how you pray, but for me, I write stuff down. I have a book and, and it's quite fascinating. In the beginning of the year, and I start my year, and you probably know it already, I start my year every year with a prayer and fast. Every year, 21 days. But in that 21 days, I write down what I trust God for. What I trust God for. One of the interesting things, and, and I want to share this tonight with you to encourage you as, as believers tonight. One of the things, we, we stayed here just right up this road here in, in, in Harvard Street. One of the things that I've written down there, this was in January, is, Lord, I trust. And, and I was very specific. I trust, and, and so specific you're going to laugh. I trust for a pen pusher acreage. Do you know what's a pen pusher acreage? Meaning there, there should not be a lot of work that I don't need to do with my hands because I can't work with my hands. I can't build stuff. I need people to help me. I can ride a mower and that's about it. I actually forgot about that prayer and that list because I, I lost my little book in the beginning of the year, my little black book that I write stuff in. And while we moved to this acreage and Mika is unpacking books into my bookcase, this little black book pops out and I open it up. There's probably a request of 15 things in there. And one of those things are acreage and a pen pusher acreage. Come to the bride the 24th of September and you'll see what a pen pusher acreage looked like because God is faithful church but we have to be specific and when we present when we pray and petition and here's the key thanksgiving 
with thanksgiving. Why? Why thanksgiving, Zalman? Because thanksgiving is seed for God to do more in your life. It's seed for God to do more in your life. With thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. In Christ. And then we experience peace. How do we experience peace in our hearts? When we experience peace with our circumstances. With our circumstances. And sometimes our circumstances is getting us down. The word circumstance just means the circle that you stand in. And sometimes that circle we stand in is so overwhelming that we don't experience that peace. But if you want to experience peace in your heart, you have to experience peace in your circumstance. You can't always change your circumstance. I understand that. But I also want to encourage when your circumstance is too much to bear, get out of that circle. I've shared this before. I've asked someone the other day, how's it going? And he said, oh, it's all right under the circumstances. What are you doing under the circumstances? Get out of there. But sometimes we can't change our circumstances, but we can have peace within our circumstances. And when we experience peace within our circumstances, that's when we experience peace within our hearts. John um, 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We're going to have trouble. Life is going to knock us down. If you're sitting here and say, say, Zalvin, life is not hard, it's because you haven't lived long enough yet. Life knocks us down. It's tough. It's hard sometimes, but we can still experience peace within our circumstances. And when we experience peace within our circumstances, that's when we experience peace within our hearts. See, when we experience peace, we can extend peace. Once we experience peace, not just our circumstances, but in ourselves and with our God and in our hearts, once we experience peace, and I mean shalom, our wholeness, completeness, without lack, then we can extend peace. How do we extend peace? We extend peace by staying focused on the real issues. Stay focused on the real issues. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only and steal to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that you may have have life and life uh, and have it abundantly. And I want to share something. Focus on the real issues. I want to share my Tuesday night stories because I live it out Tuesday nights. I see it. So I, I play cricket with, with, with a bunch of mates. And uh, in the cricket world, action cricket world, you experience that there's still lost people out there because they use different language to, to yourself uh, and myself. Still English, but a different English. Um, it's hard, it's fast, and it's some colorful word, words. But in our team... 
our team is, I know it's not a great name, but we are all, I think we're all Christians in our team. We are called the Inglorious Baptizers. Anyway, it's just a game. It's a game of cricket. It's social. There's people that loses their minds because they lose the game. They get so consumed because they lose a game. What day or hour is that game going to extend and give to your life? A game of cricket where, 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 where you hit a ball. And I'm watching this unfold in front of me. Whenever a team lost this, one or two people, they just can't handle it. Now, I, I get it. I hate, it's a strong word, hate losing. I hate it. That's why I dominate everything. No, I'm just joking. I choose my battles because I, but I can't let a game of cricket and a lost game dominate my life. That is not staying focused on the real issue. For me, the real issue in that arena every Tuesday night is that guy is still lost and this peace within my heart needs to be extended towards him so that he can experience the peace of Christ in me. Yes, we, we, we might get beaten in such a way, but I'm going to keep my chin up high. I'm going to say, great game, and I'm going to have a big smile, and they're going to see there's joy in my heart. Why? Because I want to extend the peace, and I need to focus and stay focused on what really matters. What really matters is, church, some of those people don't know Christ Jesus yet and I and you have an opportunity to extend that peace so that they can experience peace. We have a job to do and we can extend peace. How do we do it? By staying focused on what really matters. To, to see others through God's eyes. Again, Tuesday night cricket is very colorful, very colorful. But it's my prayer before every game, before I enter that arena, every Tuesday night, God, there's some colorful people here. They don't always smell nice. They don't always look nice. But God, I pray that I'll see them like you see them. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Church, we ought to be a church that's, that's concerned about the lost even though they don't look like us, even though they don't talk like us, even though they don't walk like us. church A church that is not concerned about the lost is probably lost itself. We have to stay focused and see them because sometimes we're going to go, not going to mingle with you, not going to walk with you, not going to touch you. You don't, you don't talk like me. And we, we, we ought to stay focused on the real issue and welcome them in and see them as God sees them. Genesis 1.27, and it's a great reminder. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Although they don't look like us, talk like us, walk like us, he created them. See others through God's eyes and spread peace by living peace. Martha Luther King said, be the peace you wish to see in the world. James 3, 18 says the following, and those 
who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Such a beautiful passage. James, you can come up so long. Such a beautiful passage. It says, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Righteousness in the biblical term here is free from guilt of sin. We are free from the guilt of sin. How do we get free? By giving peace, by sowing peace, by being a peacemaker. We experience peace in our hearts. And I've mentioned how we do that. And when we experience peace in our hearts, we extend peace. And once we've extended peace, we evidence peace to the rest of the world. John 17, 22, 23 in the message says, the same glory you gave me, I gave them. Same glory. <laughs> so they'll be as unified and together as we are. I in them and you in me. Then they'll mature in this oneness and give the godless world evidence that you've sent me and loved them in the same way you loved me. It's so beautiful and, and I want to articulate it this way as, as I close. We evidence peace in our world. We are walking evidence of God's love for a broken society. When we experience shalom, a wholeness, a completeness, when we experience in our heart, that's when we can extend it. When we extend it, church, we, we are evidence. We evidence peace to our world, meaning we are walking evidence of God's love for a broken society. There's so much power in this one verse that Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers. Are you a peacemaker tonight? Are you experiencing internal joy, but also wholeness, completeness? Living without lack. Because if you're a peacemaker, you are walking evidence of God's love for a broken society. I guess that's why, and, and this is only my own take on it, why it's so profound and number seven. Perfect, complete. Leaning in. How powerful. And, and, I, and I just guess, it's just my personal guess. I might be wrong. But Jesus got them here. <laughs> Want to change the world? Be a peacemaker. Shalom. Have so much peace. The shalom of God in you so that you can be walking evidence Evidence of God's love for a broken society. May we be a people that is walking evidence of God's love, that are walking evidence. That's bad grammar. Such good theology. 
There's a, there's a church, there's a world out there that needs us to extend peace, to show peace, to evidence real peace, shalom, a completeness, a wholeness. We are never more like God than when we take the wholeness and completeness we have into a world that desperately needs it. And you have access to that. You have access to that peace. In our hearts first, then we extend it. By extending it, we evidence it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your goodness and your mercy and just your grace, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that we can experience peace that surpasses all understanding. But Lord, I pray that we will not keep this peace for ourselves, that we'll extend it, that we'll evidence it to a world that desperately needs it. And I pray for every person here tonight that they'll experience a peace beyond understanding, a shalom, a completeness, a wholeness, a living without lack. May you come and fill their life, Lord, with overflowing joy and peace in our hearts. And as we experience it, Lord, may we extend it. May we evidence it to a world that desperately needs it. 